Greetings, friends. It is the weekend of Sunday, March 20th. It's the third Sunday of Lent, and we consider today John chapter 4, verses 5 through 26, as we continue looking at gospel stories of Jesus as we travel this itinerary, uh, this Lenten journey on the way to the cross and the resurrection. A desert, a mountain, a well, a pool, a tomb, place of execution. There are these six settings, these six gospel stories that we hear on these Sundays in Lent. And again today, John chapter 4, verse 5 to 26, again, another very familiar passage reading from the NIV. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food, and the Samaritan woman said to him, You're a Jew, and I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? You see, Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. So he told her, Go call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you're right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you have had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshiped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, Believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is Spirit, and His worshipers must worship in the Spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that Messiah called Christ is coming. And when he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. I think every time I've heard this scripture preached, it's been from the woman's perspective. The speaker, the the pastor always puts me as the hearer in the woman's place and And there are times in my life when I need to hear this scripture from the perspective of the woman. And every time I've I've spoken about this scripture, I've talked about it from 
the woman's perspective. And, and there may well be some of us here today who, who need to hear a message from the woman's perspective. You, you, the woman was an outcast. Jesus said she'd had five different husbands, and the man she's now with is, is not her husband. While reputable women would come to the well in the morning to get the water before the temperature would reach 120 degrees, it's, it's safe to assume that this woman can't come in the morning when the other woman would look down on her when other women would scorn her. So here she is, it's the sixth hour, it's noon, it's 120 degrees, expecting to see all the friends she normally sees at noon at the well. Nobody. No one would be there. Do, do we get that? Do we understand that? It's pretty common for kind of a wise guy to say something sitting by themselves. I, I see you're sitting with all your friends. You see, nobody goes to the well at noon, but, but it's the only safe time for her. But today would be different. This day would be different. She had an appointment that she did not know she had, but Jesus knew. And we must never think that Jesus just happened to stop there and the woman just happened to show up. The scripture tells us that Jesus needed to go through Samaria. And you see, Jews never needed to go through Samaria. Samaritans had a heritage of part Jew and part pagan, and the Jews despised the Samaritans. That's why when in Luke, when they asked Jesus, who is my neighbor? Jesus told the parable of the guy who was beaten and left for dead and the religious people who crossed over to the other side of the street. But the one person who helped, who was it? It was the Samaritan, the good Samaritan. And we still use that term today. Jesus said it was the one they despised the most who was the good neighbor. Jewish people had such a hatred for the Samaritans that they would simply go around Samaria. It would be the equivalent of, of people walk, taking a four to five day walk when a two to three day walk would do. So here's Jesus in an area that the Jews hated, Samaria, meaning a woman even Samaritans would have looked down on. We can't overlook that fact. And, and, and as I read the scripture, she was the primary reason just Jesus just had to go through Samaria. And when she shows up, Jesus was already there waiting for her. And he offers her life, living water. He offers her a new life. He offers her salvation. And so it is when we look over this text or hear a sermon or go to a Bible study, we appropriately talk about God's offer of salvation through Jesus. No matter who we are, no matter what we've done, God will forgive us because of the penalty of sin being paid for on a Roman cross. We are not beyond the reach of God. And for some of us here today, this may well be the appointment with Jesus we never knew we had. Like this woman, she's, she's tried and tried to find satisfaction in all the wrong places. She's tried and tried chasing that relationship she thought would make her happy what, 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 have, what have we been chasing to try to find what's missing in our life? Have, have we been chasing a relationship, thinking that will make us happy? Have we, have we been chasing food or cars or trucks or four-wheelers or clothes or vacations, switching jobs? And what, and what happens? It all leaves us empty. You see, we were created with this void that nothing else but Jesus can fill. There's a, 
a Christian song that says there's a God-shaped hole in all of us and a restless soul is searching. And when we don't have Jesus, it doesn't matter what we have, what we acquire or what success we have, there will be a void. And when we have Jesus and that God-shaped hole is filled with God's spirit, we can find peace and we can find joy and we can find fulfillment. And for people who don't have that void in their hearts filled with Jesus, they're not going to be happy anywhere. They're not going to find peace anywhere or in anything or in anyone. And if that's where we are today, looking for purpose, looking for meaning, looking for peace, looking for hope, Jesus is waiting here for us just as he was waiting for the woman at the well. It is our divine appointment. He's offering us salvation no matter what we've done, no matter how good or bad, no matter how much we've tried and failed. If we are those who feel like there's something missing, today is the day of salvation. And thus ends part one of today's sermon. Now for part two. And this may cause us some discomfort. It causes me discomfort. If I think about this scripture from Jesus's perspective, You see, some of us needed to hear about the void that only Jesus could fill and how he will save us. But others of us need to hear this. And we get uncomfortable when we talk about being like Jesus. But Jesus said for those who are his, that he is in them with his spirit. For those who say and accept Jesus, for those who call themselves Christians and followers of Jesus, who have a relationship with Jesus, the Holy Spirit has come and set up residence. Another just like him, Scripture says. And here in this Scripture, Jesus said, everyone who drinks this water will get thirsty again and again. And anyone who drinks the water I give will never thirst, not ever. The water I give will be a spring within you, gushing fountains of endless life. Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 12, Truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. Like Jesus, sometimes we, you and I, are called to go to places we wouldn't normally go and do things we wouldn't normally do and associate with people we wouldn't normally associate with. And if we're going to do that, we are going to get tired in the journey. And the scripture tells us that Jesus grew weary from his journey and he sat down by the well. It's okay to grow tired in the journey. We just can't grow tired of the journey. And the message for some of us today may be to slow down and take a break. And I know we say it because I say it too. Well, I can't. Whenever I think I can't, I'm a little convicted that I'm overestimating my importance. Like I'm the only person. Like the world just can't get along without me for a day. And the message for all of us who call ourselves followers of Jesus 
is that we have flowing within us gushing fountains of endless life. And just like Jesus did, we meet people at the well offering them living water. You see, Jesus is going to set up divine appointments for us. I find myself saying a lot of the time, I just want people to find what I've found in Jesus. I, I, I just want them to have what I have. Or comments like, I don't know how someone does this life without Jesus. I, I don't know how you grieve and mourn. and I don't know how you go through your day. So what have we found in Jesus? Despite all the worry and concern and the stress and the anxiety and the fear, what have we found in Jesus? Have we found a fountain of living water? And if we have, are we offering that living water to those who need a drink? Amen, and God bless.